finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It's been one week since the uh, red wave didn't materialize, since the uh, Democrats staved off the uh, Republican insurgency. And uh, an interesting thing happened on that day, November 8th. Um, the second biggest donor to the Democrats, one Sam Bankman Freed, a 30 year old weasel from uh, California uh, via um, um, Mass uh, MIT, smart guy, but a weasel. He declared bankruptcy that day, and uh, soon we learned that he ripped off many, many people for billions. Now we're going to find out if giving lots and lots of money to Democrats and uh, we're going to f- and, and cozying up to uh, the beautiful people, whether that will save SBF. A normal person would go to prison for many, many years. We're going to find out if uh, a friend of Biden, a friend of Tom Brady, is uh, actually going to uh, have to pay for his uh, for his crimes. We'll tell you about the story in the New York Times, which could be the most incredible uh, puff piece you will ever see about this about this scumbag. Hell, we're going to tell you everything you need to know about SPF. I have done the deep dive. I've spent hours reading about him. I think I understand what I did. I think I understand what kind of crook he is. I know I don't understand crypto even, even after doing my best. Maybe, maybe Ironhead can explain it to me. I hear lots of uh, podcast producers are into crypto. Also tonight, 9 PM, Donald Trump has a big announcement to make. And here's all I'm going to say. I hope he takes a look at the polls before he takes the stage because he is getting crushed by Ron DeSantis and that's not going to sit well with the 45th president tonight could be an absolute disaster. We will see Joe Biden. Speaking of disasters, he missed dinner last night in that uh, funky weird summit where you wear the, uh, the costumes. He didn't, he didn't come down for dinner. We'll see if we get an update on Joe Biden's condition. Um, Dave Chappelle fooled everybody. He did a fake monologue before Saturday Night Live just so he, he wouldn't get uh, yanked off the show for his controversial monologue. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. But uh, we will get into that and lots more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Well, the holidays are right around the corner, but until then, let's enjoy this fall air. And that means fall grilling with cookouts, tailgate parties, and so much more. Luckily, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouth-watering assortment of perfectly aged steaks, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort foods that are ready in a flash. Now is the perfect time to load up on all this incredible flavor and take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their friends and family sale. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Jerry at checkout to get an extra 30% off your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and stock up today. I got my, I got my assortment. I love these burgers. I'm a burger expert and these are the best burgers. Omaha steaks. They're not just steak. It's the best steak of your life guaranteed and best burger too. And don't forget to score that extra $30 off your order when you use code word Jerry. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights. You won't come close to getting this kind of quality at the grocery store. Visit omahasteaks.com, promo code Jerry at checkout. Minimum order may be required. All right, uh, let me just say I am... um, I'm well read on the subject of SPF. Now let's do, let's do Biden first. Cause this is interesting. I was just watching the coverage over there and uh, where the hell is he now? Indonesia, Indonesia. Indonesia. He did that ridiculous appearance where they put on the, as Jesse Kelly calls it, the Mao clown, the Mao clown suit. <laughs> you put those weird shirts on to, I don't know, 
to do like the uh, the natives do. And uh, they had a big dinner last night, and Joe Biden called in sick. He called the lid earlier in the day and said he was going to retire to his room. He was a little tired. I will remind you that next week he turns 80. So get ready. If he's if he's okay, you know, we wish him the best. But this is going to be a regular occurrence for the next two years, two years and uh, and a couple months, because uh, he's not well. We saw him walking around yesterday. He didn't look good. He looks weak. He looks frail. And he is weak and frail. In fact, I have to admit, this doesn't get a lot of coverage, obviously, because people are uh, wrapped up in the midterms. The media is celebrating because Kerry Lake lost and uh, and and Trump had a, a tough time, a tough day. Um, but Joe Biden met with a Xi Jinping for three hours. It was his first chance to talk to him in uh, in, in two years. And there's some really important issues that should be addressed with the with the Chinese, with the, with the Chinese communist party Two come to mind off the top of my head. Um, the China virus, they, they unleashed a virus on the world as everybody knows. And uh, let me get the number. Let me get the latest number in the U S we lost 1,100,296 people officially killed by COVID killed by the China virus. They also they also uh, manufacture fentanyl, which is shipped to Mexico and, and then sent over the border to kill Americans. Last year, we lost 107,000 Americans. And this wasn't COVID. This was mostly young people. It is the number one cause of death for uh, young Americans, 18 to 50. These are pretty big deals. There are a lot of people who've been affected by this. A lot of families affected by fentanyl and COVID. Would you care to guess the two topics that our president did not address in his three-hour meeting well, obviously, with Xi Jinping? Obviously, he brought those up, so I'm not even going to guess those. So. No, you know, if, if you said climate change, you'd be wrong. <laughs> he definitely addressed climate change. This is what kind of coward we have in the White House. Now, we've pointed out many times, I've pointed out, that Joe Biden is a liar. He lies like he breathes. He is a, a, a weak man. He has lots of flaws. This, even by his standard, is infuriating. Joe Biden is an abject coward. He didn't have the guts. By the way, this is a guy who, during the campaign, talked at every turn how tough he was going to be with China, how he was going to lay down the law, and uh, he was going to uh, he, he was not going to take any crap from Xi Jinping. Well, he lied then, and now he is cowering. It is absolutely pathetic. I wish the whole, you know, every, everyone in America would take note of this. Obviously, they won't. Obviously, the media doesn't care. They're, they're in the tank for Biden. And obviously, if, if you're a Democrat, you're, you're living this lie that Biden's still functional and competent. He's not. But worse, worse than the, the lies, worse than the scandals, worse than the pandering to the, to the squad, he's a coward. He did not address, by all accounts, COVID or fentanyl. He's not going to have another chance. I mean, the, the idea that China did this to the world, did this to the United States, and didn't even get called out by the U.S. president is unforgivable. This should infuriate every American. 330 million Americans today should be disgusted with our president and, and, and what he did overseas. He dressed up like a clown to, you know, to fit in. And then he did the old man walk around the stage and he, and he just bowed down before our greatest adversary, our greatest threat on the international stage. It's disgusting. It, it, it's too bad that uh, we are so partisan and divided because there are a lot of people out there who lost loved ones to, to COVID and to fentanyl and Everybody was affected. Kids lost two years of school in some places. Families broke up. Small businesses were crushed. It was a terrible time in this country, and it was all their fault. It's so bizarre to me that we're still not blaming China, that you're still not, oh, Trump blamed China, and the media called him racist and, and uh, xenophobic. They created the virus in a lab. I, I know you're not supposed to say that. You're not even supposed to ask 
where it came from, but we know it came from China. We believe it came from a lab. We know what kind of damage it did. And there's just no price to pay for the people who did this to us. None. They don't even get called out. They don't even get a, a stern talking to from our president. It's absolutely maddening. And uh, I wish everybody would uh, at least acknowledge what kind of coward we have representing us on the international stage. But uh, uh, we will see how it goes. We, we hope, hope uh, uh, you know, he pulls through. He might have COVID. One of these international leaders, one of these clowns has COVID and may have given it to him. Or maybe he's just 80 years old and traveling internationally and eating weird foods and got sick. That happens to weak, frail 80 year olds, but we'll see if we get an update during this show. We'll give it to you. Is this uh, Peter Ducey reporting live from Bali? Yep. Uh, let's yeah, let's listen to Ducey. He's good. He's the only one that ever tells you the truth anyway. So let's listen to the latest from Bali, Indonesia about our uh, sickly president. Breaking news would be that President Biden is missing the G20 leaders dinner. He is supposed to be at a supper right now, 8 10 in the evening here in Bali, Indonesia with everybody that flew in. Uh, if you're the U.S. president, you spent basically two days flying to get here for a dinner like this. You got MBS there. You got Trudeau there. She is also there if anything was left on the table. Uh, yesterday, we did hear President Biden tell us that he had a cold. Uh and he has tested negative for COVID, despite the Cambodian leader from our last stop being positive now. But we do not know uh, exactly what is going on with the president. They called an early lid. So we will keep you posted on what exactly is going on with. Wow. You know what? He's hurting because this is Biden's thing. He glad hands. He pretends. He wants you to think that he's a, a strong leader. He's anything but as he exhibited in his private meeting with uh, Ping, with Xi Jinping. And you know what? Nothing's going to change. I mean, they don't, they don't have, I mean, they should by all rights be giving us trillions of dollars uh, in reparations after all the damage they, they did. They should by all means say we are, we are never going to send any more fentanyl to, uh, to Mexico, but they won't because there's no price to pay when you have this kind of weak, Weak need coward in the White House, but uh, that's the latest. I, I don't want to uh, get sidetracked here in another uh, Biden rant. Um, Rich says Biden and Trudeau look like world economic puppets dressed like that yesterday. Truly, they did. As uh, somebody said in in the history books, you know, after we get into World War Three with China, we're going to look back at that, it's going to be a Neville Chamberlain moment where Biden dresses up in that silly shirt and, and schmoozes with these people that were fixing to, to, to do us harm. It's just the, the worst possible message. But, hey, his team, you know, they held on to the Senate. They, they won races we never thought they'd win. They knocked off my girl, Carrie Lake. They stole it from her. But, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that anymore. But we got to get to SBF. I didn't waste, you know, six hours reading about this scumbag for nothing. It is an incredible scandal. And it is um, along the lines of Bernie Madoff or Enron. He stole billions from people, from customers, from pension funds. He's a thief. He's a crook. He's a scumbag. Those are three words you didn't read in the New York Times. If you want to see just how corrupt the New York Times is, if you want to read, I believe this has uh, been, they took down the paywall, so you can read it. You can read this story in the Times. The headline is, uh, How Sam Bankman-Fried's Crypto Empire Collapsed. It's the most unbelievable cover-up, puff piece, whatever you want to call it, you will ever read. It, 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 it displays in, in, in clear language what you get if you're a billionaire, if you're a high finance, whatever, crypto guy, here's how you do it. If you want to avoid pr probably jail, if you want to avoid bad publicity, if you want to avoid being labeled a villain, here's how you do it. You give $10 million, $10 million to Joe Biden. You give, um, what was the, 
uh, the, the, you give, I'll get the total he gave to Democrats in this midterm. It's tens and tens of billions of do- upwards of a hundred million dollars to Democrats. That's how you do it. As, uh, as Dave Chappelle said, that's how you do it. If you want to be a thief, if you want to bilk old ladies out of their retirement, if you want to destroy the pension funds of teachers unions and, and firemen's unions, make sure you grease the right palms. I would, if you told me this a week ago, is this what the guy did? I would say, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You, you, you steal this kind of money from this many people. You're going to prison for a long, long time. Here's the, here's the word count. And New York, New York Times did a 2,200-word puff piece. They never mentioned the following words. Fraud, Enron, crime, stolen, hidden, criminal, backdoor, Democrat, Biden. You won't find those words in the story. It is a cover-up. They're all working together. We're going to get to the money laundering operation with uh, Ukraine. But we got to... The amazing thing when you read this is that people laid down with this dog, that people associated with this absolute scumbag. Again, he was, uh, he's 30 years old. He's an MIT grad. His parents are both professors of law at, uh, at Stanford. So he had help and he just ingratiated himself to with all the right people. He's a total weirdo. He lived in the Bahamas in a big apartment with 10 friends. And apparently they all had sex with each other. He's a vegan with a big fat belly and man boobs, but he brags about being a vegan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give this guy five bucks. I wouldn't, if he, if he, you know, for, for whatever, he's just so slimy and yet celebrities, I'm not sure they gave him a lot of money, but they certainly gave him their time. And they're, uh, and they're big names, including Tom Brady and others. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's Brady with this scumbag, Sam Brinkman Freed, SBF. Tom Brady. By the way, Brady doesn't have a lot of flaws, but uh, picking friends would be one of them. Picking friends. We're going to get to his relationship with Antonio Brown. Uh, uh, but this is, this is a guy, he, he went to the Bahamas and hung out with him. He made these videos. He um, made deals with him. Again, I'm not sure Brady kicked in any of his own money, but he sure did give you give him access and give him his name and hitch his wagon to him. We, w- we might find out, this is one of the more interesting tidbits I learned, is they declared bankruptcy. If, if, if this thing proceeds, the bankruptcy proceedings may include names and 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 numbers, names of people like this, Tom Brady, Matt Damon, Larry David, and how much they lost. We're going to learn people, we're going to learn about, again, pension funds and, and retirees who lost everything to this guy that the New York Times wants you to think, you know, just had a little bit too much on his plate. You know, he tried, he bit off more than he could chew. But let's let's watch Tommy with SBF first. Go ahead. What's up, guys? I'm here with my boy Sam from FTX. We're at Crypto Bahamas Conference. We're going to start the day. We're going to do some TikToks for you guys. And uh, it's going to be an amazing day. We'll get started. We'll do a uh, get ready with me. Sam, where are you going, bro? Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Where you going, bro? We're going to do some TikTok videos. Just imagine, if you will, that that's Bernie Madoff. You know, that that's uh, Ken Lair or uh, Jeffrey Skilling from Enron. Just imagine that that's one of the world's biggest con artists, because that's what it is. He's a con artist and a thief. And he just somehow got involved with so many big name celebrities, uh, politicians, he was at the White House a month ago. Just, I know we play this game a lot, but, 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 but work with me. Imagine 
that he gave $10 million to the Donald Trump campaign. Imagine that he gave $100 million to Republicans. Imagine that the celebrities he was with were uh, Kid Rock, Ted Nugent, you know, uh, uh, Mike Lindell. Can you imagine the, the kind of coverage he'd be getting right now? The kind of portraits they'd be, they'd be uh, writing about him in the New York Times. They are, the, 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 Donald Trump has been wrong about a lot of things, but he was right about the mainstream media. Uh, they are the enemy of the people. The New York Times, which wrote this puff piece about this crook, is the enemy of the people. Now, Trump will sit down and have lunch with uh, New York Times reporters and columnists and return their calls and give them hours and hours and hours of his time. So, you know, his, uh, his portrayal only holds so much weight, but uh, they are just really, really terrible, terrible people. Uh, these New York Times guys who are doing, doing uh, PR, doing spin for this guy. Again, 2,200 words on how, many, how much money he's stolen from people and no mention of the fact that he gave $10 million to the sitting president of the United States. How does that not make it in the first paragraph of a story? If, this were, if, this, if the New York Times were honest, if they were indeed journalists, that would be the lead. But it's just, just an amazing scandal. This guy was worth up to $32 billion. You know what he's worth today? Ironhead, zero. He's lost it all. He's in the Bahamas, we believe, although there were rumors that he was looking for a, uh, another country to... Uh, to run to that might not have an extradition uh, treaty. It's remarkable. You are going to hear coverage of this, read coverage of this, and there'll be, and there'll hardly be any mention of him doing hard time, which is what he'd be doing. He'd already be in custody. If he gave money to Trump, hell people are, people are in jail, go to jail, get handcuffed for, for representing Donald Trump. Lawyers get arrested. Uh, You know, Rudy Giuliani got arrested uh, got indicted a year ago and they just dropped the charges the other day. His crime was associating with Trump. You can associate with one side. This is perhaps the greatest example of the two tier justice system. You watch as it plays out. He was on the cover of fortune, the cover of Forbes. <laughs> um, some of, some of the, uh, the, you know, when he started this company, when he, when he started FTX, 2019, three years ago, <laughs> he has done so much damage in three years. It's staggering. He bought the naming rights to the Miami heat arena. He had a formula one team. He sponsored patches on the uniforms of major league baseball umpires. This guy running this scam was sponsoring the umpires in baseball games. It's truly remarkable how he how so quickly managed to, uh, to, 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 to present himself as something he's not truly uh, and, and ingratiate himself with all these celebrities. Again, Tom Brady, David Ortiz, um, Larry David did commercials for him. Um, David Portnoy. Let me get to that part. That part. I want to read this. I'll just read it as it, uh, as it's written. Let me see. What is this? The daily uh, mail. I mean, the daily wire. Uh, Steph Curry was an ambassador for the company and given shares, according to Market Wash. Trevor Lawrence, Jaguar, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, agreed to a multi-year sponsorship contract with FTX in which he received cryptocurrency. See, all these celebrities thought it was so cool to get into crypto. They probably didn't understand it either, but he was going to pay them or he did pay them in crypto, which turned out to be worthless. So he scammed all these celebrities, which is bad enough. But then we get to the retirees and the pension funds, which you're not going to read about in the New York times because he's one of their guys. Uh, the company signed deals to become the official cryptocurrency partner of major league baseball and paid to call the Miami heats home court, the FTX arena block folio, a subsidiary of FTX. There's like a hundred something subsidiaries. The scandal was wide ranging and it was uh, creative to say the least. 
uh, Block Portfolio became a sponsor of Barstool Sports founder Dave Portnoy's retail investing show, Davey Davey Day Trader. Let me try again. Davey Day Trader Global. I didn't even know there was such a show, but uh, Sam Bankman Freed was the sponsor. According to Portnoy, the company was their biggest client ever. The biggest client of Barstool ever? Logan Paul partnered with FTX ahead of his fight with Floyd Mayweather and comedian Larry David appeared in a Super Bowl commercial um, for FTX. Matt Damon, by the way, did the commercial on the Super Bowl for Crypto.com. And here's the trick. Here's what you have to keep in mind is the theme, the message from Damon and most of these celebrities is you got to be bold and forward thinking. And if you are, then you have to get into crypto. I mean, they didn't understand it, I'm sure, but it sounded cool. It sounded hip, edgy. I'm into crypto. So Matt Damon does this very well-produced commercial and said, a fortune favors the bold. In other words, have some balls, get into crypto. Well, if you invested $1,000 in crypto that day because Matt Damon challenged you, you lost 70% of your money and you'll probably end up losing it all. One of their assets, by the way, the FTX had their own crypto assets. One of them was called a Trump lose coin. Trump lose. <laughs> so you where he stands. But let me just uh, remind everybody, I got the numbers here. Bernie Madoff, uh, I just read up on it. Bernie Madoff stole 18 billion from his customers. They recouped 14 billion. So he stole a mere 4 billion in um, SPF circles. They call that chump change. Bernie Madoff stole a fraction of what SPF stole. And you know what he was sentenced to 150 years in prison. He died in prison, which was good. Hopefully he suffered. He was evil. He was a scumbag, a crook just like SBF somehow. I mean, I knew again, the media was corrupt. I knew they were dishonest. This is incredible. This, this, this puff piece in the New York times and others. Oh, oh, what's his name? The guy from uh, shark tank, uh, Kevin O'Leary, another, another spokesman, another partner. Are we going to hear him come clean? Cause he was singing the praises of this scumbag. That's the most amazing thing. You look at this guy, you watch him in these videos, you watch him with Brady. Do you look, does he look trustworthy to you? I mean, he looks like a total mental case. Like he doesn't make eye contact. They said when he was in an office with his partners, he did insisted on Zoom meetings. Even if you were in the same office, you were in the next room. He had to do Zoom because he was more comfortable with headphones looking at a screen. A total weirdo. Not the kind of guy I would look to and say, oh yeah, I could trust him. <laughs> Our friend Jordan Schachtel on... Uh, on Twitter. He's really good on these subjects. He says, SPF stole billions in customer funds to finance his pet projects, bribe politicians and attempt to secure a monopoly with the assistance of corrupted regulators and legislators. He ruined countless lives in the process. Madoff got 150 years. So should Sam. Of course he should. And we should find out about all the people, the real people, the regular people, he ruined, he destroyed. And yet, here's what I expect. New York Times, they set the agenda for the rest of the mainstream media. You are going to hear about this wacky, weird, eccentric guy with long hair who wears dirty T-shirts and hangs out with celebrities, Bill Clinton. He partnered with Bill Clinton, by the way, at one of these conferences, and uh, Tony Blair. He could pick him, man. He could pick him. You're going to hear about how he just tried to do too much. He didn't spend enough time on risk assessment. That's the takeaway from this New York Times piece. You know, he was playing video games and traveling around. He had all his friends. He had his really, really ugly girlfriend, another one who belongs in prison, by the way. Yeah, why don't you find that picture of that? that her name is Ellison. Uh, I tweeted it out. This is, this is how you know the guy's not... not all there is he's he was worth uh $30 billion. And this was his girlfriend. I believe they were, uh, they worked together right out of college 
and she looks like she looks like I don't know what. She looks hideous. She looks scary. But uh, hopefully, she gets perp walked to prison as well. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not counting on it. I think he has bought himself. He's 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 put himself in the good graces of all the right people, the powerful people. And, and the media is going to follow along with what the New York Times did. They're going to begin hearing whispers from all his powerful, influential friends. And I don't think she is. Ooh, ooh, I mean, he's no looker either, but he was worth billions. And he was running around with this, this person. And she was in it up to her eyeballs as well. It is a, it is and scandal of historic proportions. He stole billions and billions and billions. And he, he bribed people is what he did. He bribed people and conned people and they feel like fools. So you know what their reaction is going to be, especially the ones who didn't lose actual money. It's going to be, I, you know, I just, he just beat that had too much on his plate, you know? It was confusing. The whole crypto world, we didn't really know what was going on. You're going to hear very few people putting it the way Jordan Schachtel did and saying he did just what Bernie Madoff did. He took money that wasn't his, that was his investors, and he used it for his purposes. You can read all the details. He stole from the funds of regular people, of customers, and he used it for his reason and lost it all. That is a, that is a crime, a serious crime. He is 30 years old. If justice is done, he will die in prison. But as we know, there's two systems, two standards of justice in this country. So I do not expect that will happen. I mean, the guy again was at the white house as, and the expression is too big to jail for uh, SBF. And they will want, everyone wants to know what did, uh, what did he know? How much does he know? Here's the theory that's floating around there. You know, if you look in the right places, not in the New York times, lengthy puff piece, but if you follow people uh, on Twitter and, and follow others, uh, other financial reporters who aren't, uh, aren't uh, devoted to uh, protecting this guy is there's a giant money laundering scheme going on here. One of his customers was Ukraine. <laughs> the, the war-torn country of Ukraine was heavily invested in FTX. You know what FTX did with some of that money? They gave it to Democrats, including Joe Biden, including the Democrat National Committee. And what did Joe Biden do with not his money, but what did he do with your money? He gave it to Ukraine. So Biden gives money to Ukraine. Ukraine gives money to FTX. FTX gives money to Biden. There's a term for that. That's called money laundering. I would love it if the media actually, if we had a media, if we had journalists, because man, wouldn't you love to know, wouldn't you love to see some of the conversations or hear from some of the people involved in this scam? It makes, it, it does permanent damage on a couple of fronts. One is crypto. Every time I've talked to I know, a handful of people about this case in the last couple of days, including you, Ironhead, what's your first reaction? Is thank God I didn't give one nickel to, to, to the crypto people. I've heard from them. You've heard from them. There's lots of people who think it's, again, think it's really cool and they want to be part of it. You know, you want to be part of it. You don't want to be left behind. Look at all the billionaires. This guy's 30 and he made $30 billion. There's money to be made. And I've had people try to get me into it. And I just said, I'm not smart enough to understand it. I think I'll sit this one out. If you mention crypto to somebody this week, potential customers, what do they do? They laugh at you. They say, thank God. I, I'm, I don't understand it. Thank God. I didn't pour my money into that. Because if you did, it would be all gone now. I don't know if there's legit crypto people out there right now who are going to be crushed by this, but there's a skepticism that I'm not sure that there's any walking back from at this point. You you hear crypto, you think SBF and his ugly girlfriend. That's your that's what everyone's going to think. It's like I don't even remember what what uh, Bernie Madoff's firm was called. 
uh, but I could check that. But uh, it, it'd be like calling and saying, yeah, I'm with the Madoff. It's called Madoff Investment Securities. Calling someone today and telling them, asking them to get into crypto is like asking them to give their money to the Madoff Investment Securities. It just seems like the, the it's just too much, too much damage has been done. I can't imagine trying to sell somebody on crypto today after what SBF did to the whole industry. When you think about it, that's when, when you read about it, you say, this is just wide ranging. The damage done here is wide ranging. He was involved in all kinds of crypto companies. In fact, the guy who essentially ratted him out was a guy that he was going to partner with and he scammed that guy. And that guy essentially blew the whistle on Twitter about this. Uh, and they declared bankruptcy on election day. Another scandal. Why did he wait till election day? Why did he wait till the midterm, till the votes were in? They weren't counted, but they were in before we found out that their biggest, second biggest donor behind George Soros was a crook. And by the way, if you're any of the Democrats, including Joe Biden, who took millions from this thief, why don't you give it back? The money he gave to Biden, to the DNC, to all the Democrats, to Kristen Gillibrand, wasn't his money. So why do they get to keep it? I mean, it's like if this guy robbed a bank and donated money to them. If this guy was ahead of a cartel and he had drug money, if Pablo Escobar gave money to Joe Biden, to the Biden campaign, would he keep it? They have no right to keep this. This isn't their money. All right. That's about the best I can do. Any questions, by the way, Ironhead? I, I, it's like speaking Korean. I have no clue what any of it means. I would, I would suggest there's some good stories out there, good pieces. Uh, I would suggest reading the New York Times if you want to know the extent of the duplicitousness, of the, of the utter dishonesty of the New York Times. They're not just covering up for Democrat politicians. They're covering up for their sugar daddies, for their benefit, the, the, their donators who are crooks like because it. he gave his money to their team. Their reporters are dedicated to help him get through this tough time. But I want to get to this 99 second tutorial. I don't even remember this guy's name. Do you have his name? I don't. Uh, a guy, a finance guy put together. I can get it here put together a 99-second uh, video explaining this, and it is great, It, uh, I think. Um, it's from his, his Twitter handles, Nobody Special. Not sure. Uh, is UT's is YouTube show. He's a financial guy. J.G. Nuke? J.G. Nuke is his handle. Anyway, he says he could talk. This is good. He says, I could talk about the FTX collapse for hours, but there's no time... Here's the whole glorious mess crammed into 99 seconds. Watch this, listen to this, and uh, hopefully it will help uh, help you better understand it. It, it, did, it did for me. This guy was good. He, he dumbed it down nicely. Go ahead. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even brought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? 
He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, this is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians. Also a crime in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do excellent job right there outstanding so if i was um, to ask you where does uh, like a bitcoin get its value would you have any idea uh no <laughs> i don't get it uh no i mean i guess you, you hold a dollar bill you say the same thing it's just a piece of paper but i guess uh, whatever well, I, I don't have the that's a good patience. That's a good I don't have the, the, the brain power to, to, to go over to learn about crypto right now. And I'm not going to, but keep this in mind too. Not only did he give to um, Democrats and celebrities, but he wanted you to think he was the, his slogan was effective altruism. He was an effective altruist and he boasted about donating so much to charity, giving it all away. He put on a video, a, a a self-serving video where he shows you his uh, Toyota Corolla and he dresses in t-shirts and he, he live he sleeps on a bean bag. He wants you to think he's this eccentric weirdo. He, he wants you to think he's Elon Musk, who by the way, to his credit, he tried to get Musk. He wanted to finance Twitter with Musk and Musk said he didn't trust him. He felt like he was uh, full of it, full of, full of BS. Musk was right. Everyone else was wrong. But he brags about wanting to, he gave away, I think it was 10 million, uh, no, 10 million last year. And it was going to be a hundred million this year. And his goal was to give away a billion a year to charity. And of course it was climate change, uh, global viruses, pandemics, and some other thing. Those were his causes. He was going to give billions to climate change, which again, it was all, I mean, he's, he's slick. He gave to the right people. He gave to the right causes. He, he, he ingratiated himself to the right people because he probably knew this day was coming. And now he thinks, you know, we'll work it all out. I'll pay a fine. You know, I'll promise not to do it again. When in fact he should be in prison for life. That's how it works when you destroy as many lives as he destroyed. But anyway, we got to move on. Hopefully we answered some questions. Uh, um, but we'll be uh, following it. He's still in the Bahamas. He hasn't hightailed it to Argentina or Dubai just yet. And uh, eventually, I think the media, now that the midterms are over and their their guys won, um, they're going to have to talk about this uh, these unsavory relationships. I'll be curious, see if Brady says anything, see if Dave Portnoy says anything about their buddy. But, uh, man, what a scumbag. What an absolute crook. All right, let's get to uh, tonight. Tonight, big night. I I don't care anymore uh, what Donald Trump has to say. As I said last week, as I've said every day, I'm out. I'm done. <sighs> Rich says Karana was wrong. That's true. My last pro producer was a big crypto guy, and I never understood anything he said or tweeted. But uh, I guess uh, maybe... Uh, Maybe we'll find out more. Maybe they'll enlighten us. I'm, I'm in. Let, let, explain to me more about the scandal. It's the biggest scandal in U.S. history, financial scandal. Uh, I'd love to learn more. But uh, tonight at 9 p.m., Donald Trump, do you have his, uh, his truth? Trump truthed on Truth Social that it was going to change the I don't know, course of the country. The biggest announcement in American history tonight. He's going to announce he's running. Um, uh, the the uh, take all the thunder from Herschel Walker, although nobody really cares because um, Herschel is because the Senate's been decided it's 50 50. I will say this a Herschel Walker win would matter because Manchin and Cinema are always threatening to go rogue, they don't usually do it. But 50 50 will be better than 51 49. So I'm rooting for Herschel, I don't have a lot of faith, and Trump will do his best to destroy it, but uh. He says, hopefully today will turn out to be one of the most important days in the history of our country. <laughs> First of all, Donald, no, everybody thinks they know what you're going to say, that you're running for president. But what Say, if he what if he endorses DeSantis and it's a it's a swerve this whole time? Then that will be. Then you're right. That'd be one of the biggest days. I will absolutely change my I'll say my hats off to him. 
He's got more class than I thought. That would be a great day for America if indeed he does something besides announce that he's running, take shots at DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin, and then uh, cut the legs out from under Herschel Walker. That's what he's going to do, I think. Um, but he's going at 9 p.m. That's cutting into his buddy Hannity's time, but I assume Hannity will show it. He's going to do a speech. He's going to say, you know, we got a lot of problems and the, the election was rigged. And it might have been. Kerry Lake certainly got robbed. Kerry Lake, again, I, I was rooting for her. I like her. She was, I, I wish she won. But keep this in mind. The woman who beat her after six days of counting votes was overseeing the election. I can't say that enough. It'd be like when Biden and Trump ran, you know, two years ago, if Biden or Trump was overseeing the election. It's the most obvious conflict of interest and unethical thing I've ever seen. You can't expect me or anybody else to just accept that and move on. There were there are serious questions about how the election was conducted in Arizona. We're going to hear that tonight because Trump's going to, that's one of Trump's girls, Carrie Lake. She was all in on Trump. It didn't work out for her, but Trump's going to say they stole it. And maybe they did. You know, I, we have no reason to trust them, but here's what I hope they do. Hope I hope he does before he takes the stage tonight. I'm, I'm sure he won't, but I don't know. Trump has always been uh concerned with polls, right? He likes polls. Polls polls are important to him, you know? Sometimes, you know, they're good. Sometimes they're bad. This is incredible. Throw these polls up here. This is from Interactive Polls. This was posted yesterday. Two, 2024 presidential GOP primary. This goes state by state. Who's we'll starting with um, New Hampshire? New, New Hampshire. DeSantis, 52. Trump 37, Florida, that would be Trump's home state. I just sent this to you this morning, Ironhead. Mm-hmm. Election, uh, I mean, uh, uh, interactive polls. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Florida, DeSantis 56, Trump 30. Georgia, DeSantis 55, Trump 35. Iowa, I think that's Iowa, first caucus. DeSantis 48, Trump 37. DeSantis is blowing out Donald Trump in the polls today. Now, of course, that could change. Whatever. He's killing him. Look at that, how much changed since uh, August. From August to November, the Iowa caucus uh, went from uh, Trump 52, DeSantis 37, to DeSantis 48, Trump 37. It just flipped. And, you know, obviously nothing much happened other than the midterms where Trump embarrassed himself taking shots at DeSantis and Yunkin. But this will set him off, the fact that DeSantis is beating him. He might take the stage tonight and start talking about DeSantis' wife or DeSantis, you know, whatever, cheating on his wife or his wife cheating on him. Or He might go so crazy. Hell, he's close to that point already. I'll be watching. I'm sure lots of people will be watching. I don't have a good feeling about this. I think, I mean, again, I'm not rooting for Trump. I, I don't want him. I don't want him around. I want him to go away. I have a feeling he's going to take the stage and just douse himself with gasoline and set himself on fire. It could be epic. So I think people will be watching. I don't think it'll be the most important day in U.S. history, but it's going to be worth watching tonight as Donald Trump takes the stage. And by the way, even his supporters, and those numbers are dwindling, would like him to wait till after Herschel, you know, faces off against Warnock in, in, in three weeks. Even they would like him, even they, I'm guessing even Ivanka and Jared and Don Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle would like him to just wait, lay low for three weeks. See how Herschel does. Don't take the, don't make, don't go crazy and then say, you know, Herschel's my guy because people will, that'll hurt Herschel Walker. He's got enough issues without Trump dragging him down. So stupid move making this speech, stupid move um, announcing tonight. but. Classic Trump. We will see how it goes. We will certainly be watching. This is uh, for you homeowners and home builders out there. Did you know that Shake Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps? Of course you did. I've been telling you about this. This is the best thing. I think it might be the best thing they do is their precast concrete steps. Whether you're building a new home or you need to replace an old staircase in an old home, Shea has great values with designs for any home. 
available in concrete, or you can customize the steps with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Just like that, you call Shay, they come over, they take the old steps away, which, by the way, they're really heavy. That is a pain in the ass. They take the old steps away, they put the new steps. You can sit in the window with the AC cranking and watch it all happen, and when they're done, your house looks better, and it's worth more. This isn't an expense. This is an investment in your home. Check it out. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. And, by the way, you can also look for a job there. You can go to Shea Concrete or get on SheaConcrete.com. They're always hiring. It's a great company, a great place to work. Maybe it's time for you to upgrade your profession and go work for Shea. Check that out as well at SheaConcrete.com. All right, before we get to... Uh, uh, to Tom, back to Tom Brady and another one of his uh, questionable friends. Um, Tom's just too trusting, you know, just too trusting. But uh, I can tell you who's not trusting Dave Chappelle. We talked about this monologue yesterday. We played some of it. It's uh, it's pretty controversial. Even by Chappelle's standards, he has pissed off some people. It was, again, it was 15 minutes long. There was a little Trump in there. There was a lot of mm, anti-Semitism. Now, he was joking, so you could say, oh, it was all a big joke, but he was going back to some age-old tropes that Hollywood controls the Jews, you know? I mean, Jews control Hollywood, whatever. It was um, edgy, to say the least. I wasn't offended. Um, it wasn't hilarious, but it was dangerous, and I appreciate that. Dave Chappelle shows up for um, rehearsal for SNL and does it entirely, according to page six, I have that here. Uh, let me find it. Dave Chappelle did a fake Saturday Night Live monologue during the show's dress rehearsal, sources said, and then switched to new material for the live show. A source tells Page Six, quote, Dave does a fake monologue during dress rehearsal because he doesn't want Lauren Michaels or anyone else to know what his real monologue is. The source added that Chappelle made a joke during dress rehearsal about a writer who refused to work with him on the show. That's true. They boycotted writers, boycotted the show because they don't like Chappelle and they don't like comedy. And he never mentioned it in the live show. I don't think he never mentioned a lot of stuff, man. He never mentioned, you know, the midterms or Trump or Biden or whatever. Uh, he went back to told a six year old Trump story. And then he went in, totally into the Kyrie Kanye anti-Semitism stuff. But can you imagine this? He did a whole monologue and then came out, I respect this. You got to respect this because I guarantee you somehow, some way they would have stopped this. If he did all those, you know, anti-Semitic jokes in rehearsal, they would have found a way to either tamp it down or just cancel it or change it or whatever. But he threw them off with a fake monologue. I wonder how funny it was. You think it was funnier than the real one? <laughs> well, some, some parts of the, uh, of his monologue, I thought were pretty funny. Some parts, but you'd agree it was underwhelming in terms of just humor. It was, it was pretty edgy and dangerous, and it pissed off you know some people. The anti defamation def, defamation league was denouncing it as expected. Yeah. It was weird. It was uneven. It was weird, and it was straightforward. You know, anti semitism at times. Talking about the, he, he again, did make fun of everyone though. That was a broad brush he was painting with. Yeah, and that's good. And like you said yesterday, he didn't mention the trans transphobic thing. You got to throw at least one zinger in there because those are the people that really want to bring you down. You know, they're the mob that really wants to destroy you, the trans mob. He should have taken a shot at them, but uh, it was good. Again, I gave it a C, C plus. It was, it was okay. And uh, saying it was better than. Better than most SNL monologues, put it that way. Saying Adidas, uh, who, yeah, which was, was started by Nazis, even fired him was a funny line. And, and even they were offended <laughs> in Nazis. Uh, that was a good line. And again, he was, he, he's got great timing and great facial expressions. But all right, uh, let's get to uh, Tom Brady's other buddy. When he's not hanging in the Bahamas with SBF, um, which I'm not sure he's going to be doing anymore. By the way, Brady's Brady's camp off the record was not happy that his wife is already dating. <laughs> Giselle is already dating her jujitsu instructor and uh, taking him on trips with the kids. And according to, I think this was the New York Post again. 
said uh, Brady wasn't happy. Of course not happy, but Brady's going to be stepping out soon. Let's be honest. Brady's going to have some honey on his arm real soon. And uh, I don't think either of those two kids is going to look back, but Brady famously or or infamously uh, once let Antonio Brown, who's the biggest scumbag in the NFL was, uh, let him stay at his house. When he came to New England, he got to stay in the Brady house and hang with the Brady kids. Brady will be questioned about that forever because Antonio Brown is just a piece of garbage. Antonio Brown is never going to let him forget it either. We know he, he posted pictures of him uh, pretending to be with Giselle and just mocking Brady when Brady had some you know bad games or when Brady marriage ended. Real class acts from A.B., well, today or last night, is this last night? This came out uh, yesterday, but this t- uh, text was from May of 21, and he's just putting it out now. It's- he's releasing private texts, Tom Brady to Antonio Brown now, just because Antonio Brown is out of the spotlight. He's needy, he's insecure, and he's an asshole. So he was bored. Brady, you know, he's got a lot on his plate. And now he has to try to remember what he texted to Antonio Brown back when they were, you know, on better terms. He releases this, I think, hoping to embarrass Brady, but he did not. He did not. He, he, uh, you know, maybe in Antonio Brown's world, this is embarrassing, but um, I think it's more embarrassing that Brady uh, was uh, a spokesman for uh, the biggest con artist in American history. But uh, he, te- he Brady texts to Antonio Brown, quote, you are demonstrating very poor decisions and poor communication to so many people who've gone above and beyond to help you. You are acting selfish. And unfortunately, many of those people are exhausted by the erratic and unpredictable emotional behavior. When I met you, you were humble, willing to learn and anxious to improve things in your life. In a short period of time, you've done things and accomplished some great things and and very much on the path to success long term. Unfortunately, you reverted very much back to a young, immature man that is selfish, self-serving, irrational, and irresponsible. I, for one, am disappointed in many behaviors over the past few months. You've seemed to have lost that humility and that APG. What's APG, Ironhead? I don't know. I've been trying to figure that one out. You just kept your perfect record. You realize that we've been doing this for, I don't know how long, uh, 10 months. You have a perfect record. You have not, you're like the 72 dolphins. You have not answered a question I've asked once. <laughs> That's APG. Congratulations. You have gone from hanging around good quality people that had genuine interest in seeing you succeed to seeing others whose lives are erratic and out of control and leading you down a negative path. That's the first, and you know, this scumbag is going to get bored. He's going to get uh, lonely and he's going to release more. This can't be the only text. He's going to do it again. He's probably going to do it to other people, but I guess this will be a lesson to not be texting with your unsavory friends, Tom. Maybe we'll get to see Sam Bankman Freed's text from Tom Brady. I mean, I don't have any sympathy for Brady or Matt Damon or Larry David or David Ortiz. They were paid in crypto. They were promised crypto. It's worthless. They got nothing, but they didn't, I don't think, lost their life savings. That would be reserved for, you know, retired teachers and retired firemen. So uh, hopefully some in the media. I mean, there's a lot of liberal bias in the financial media, too, like Fortune and uh, Forbes, who put the scumbag on the cover. But hopefully there's some decent reporters, guys like Jordan Schachtel, who will cover this and tell you exactly who the victims are. We learned a lot after Madoff. We met lots of lonely widows who lost everything to Madoff. And the scam was much the same in that they thought they were working with genius. You know, they thought Sam Brinkman Bankman was brilliant and was going to make them millions and they were gloating and they were feeling great. And they were like, my guy, he's really got it going on. Look at my returns. But they, there were no returns. He took your money and invested it somewhere else and lost it all. That's what Madoff did, but at least Madoff had some that they could recover. Again, I didn't even know this. They recovered 14 of the 18 billion he stole from people. So people did get, they didn't get whole, but they got some 
some of their money back. We'll see how much we get back from uh, Sam Bankman and his his little merry band of thieves in their in their Bahamas Bahamian uh, penthouse. But it'll be interesting following this going forward. All right, that will do it, Ironhead. I just really I want to. Had, I want to know what APG stands for. Besides, I, I assume it's not assists per game, and that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> it's got to be some, you know, some good quality of uh, I don't know social. I don't know a altruism. Maybe it's elective altruism. Maybe it's just like Sam Brink Bankman, uh, but I doubt it. Why don't you work on that? You'll get it to us tomorrow. All right. I'll figure. I'll figure that uh, out. We will leave it there for today. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.